such a kind of new. Welcome to an all-Scotch version of As It Occurs To Me, or as all the big-kilted, toothless bagpeep players are calling it, Okayayatamar! We're up at the Edinburgh Fringe, coming to you from the resplendent ballroom at the Assembly Rooms with its three chandeliers. <laughs> so if you hear any strange tinkling during the recording, that will probably be TV's Emma Kennedy. She's, um, she's quite old now and unable <laughs> to control her bladder as she used to. Plus, her cloaca is made of crystal. <laughs> or at least her aged flaps are now so dry <laughs> that that is what they most resemble. Did I mention before that it's quite rude as well? Uh, <laughs> to the newcomers. I've been up in Scotland for the last two and a half weeks and despite my constant depiction of the Scotch people as shrieking stereotypical buffoons on this podcast, I've been openly walking the streets and I haven't once been battered. Uh, unlike all the food in Scotland. Ah, 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 this is this thing on. Yes, we're here. We're doing an Edinburgh special all about the Edinburgh Fringe. I decided it would be a good idea to try and write an hour of comedy about what's been happening up to me, uh, to me up here during the busiest and most stressful month of my year. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> Seriously, what part of my brain thought that it would be a good idea to combine creating my self-obsessed internet stand-up and sketch show that's written in 24 hours, performed after minimal rehearsal, and then stuck straight up on the internet unedited during the Edinburgh Festival, where if I'm not on stage talking about myself, then I'm at home in a dark room furiously googling myself <laughs> while sitting in a high-backed armchair <laughs> with one of those little uh, semi-circular toilet mats around the base uh, to catch the sex excrement that emerges every time a teenage boy tells me that I'm an unfunny cunt on Twitter. <laughs> I've been ejaculating up to 500 times a day, which explains my impressive weight loss. But um, this is madness, as if writing AI Ottoma, stop shouting at me, didn't send me to ranged enough. I have to do it during a festival, which also drives me mental. I might go so mad that I go all the way around past infinity and come out sane again. Or I might just throw myself off a bridge and take refuge in sweet, sweet death. <laughs> but I said we'd do it, so we have to do it now. And to make things different, we've scotchified the whole show. So it'll be a very, it'll be a very different beast to the usual. It'll be a wee, sleek, caring, timorous beastie. So, for example, there aren't going to be any pumpkins now, because a pumpkin is made from a pumpkin, which is a vegetable, and vegetables are forbidden by law in Scotland. Ah, is this thing on? So what shall we replace pumpkins with? McCumpkins, perhaps? No, don't be racist. We will be doing jokes about shaggis. <laughs> but, pray, what is shaggis? You make a haggis, get at least five Scotchmen to come in said haggis, and then sell it as a foodstuff to English tourists. So, um... A shaggis, of course, there is exactly the same in every degree as a haggis. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Personally, I'm looking forward to the Scotch version of the motorcycling clothing shop sketch, where, <laughs> where all the clothing will be tartan. No, no one will mention that explicitly, it'll be the same sketch, but you will know. 
It will have to be another clip show today uh, with us stuck in a lift, as I've done nothing in Edinburgh all the time I've been here, because I haven't been drinking this year. Not a single drink of alcohol, not a drop has passed my lip. It's true. Uh, the only all-nighter I've had done, I've done this whole festival was actually last night, staying up and writing this shit for all of you <laughs> numbskulls, half of you who are such idiots, you just want me to repeat all the catchphrases and characters from the last series, and the other half of you who are such idiots, you don't want me to repeat any of the catchphrases or characters from the last series. You latter half think you're cleverer than the first half, don't you? But you're wrong. You're actually probably a bit more stupid than they are. So, uh, I hate you all anyway, or at least I did at 5.30am on Tuesday morning. I might have brightened up uh, by the time I actually read the thing I wrote there out. No, I haven't. Uh, at least, at least all this discussion is taking up valuable time. And uh, please welcome the Scotch version of the AI Ottoma. Cast, it's Dan McTetzel, TV's Emmac McKennedy. And on the back beeps Christian McRiley. Hey! Hello, guys. Hello. 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 You're good. Hello. Hello. It's early, earlier than usual. It's two o'clock. They're exactly the same as the English versions of the cast, but they're wearing Jimmy Wicks from a shop called the Pride of Scotland of Princess. <laughs> The Jimmy Wig, in case you don't know, is of course a tartan tamashandy tat with uh, ginger hair sticking out of it, which is surely the most racially offensive item you could possibly sell in Scotland. It's like, it's like going to Jerusalem and finding a shop selling broad brim black hats with little pretend ringlets coming down the side and a gigantic nose attached to the front and a stick on the back which says, I killed Gina, Jesus, and then masturbated after I did it. That, that wouldn't be countenanced by the Israelis, yet the weak Scotch let the Jimmy hat remain on sale in their towns. If the Scottish had any pride left, they'd burn the pride of Scotland shot to the ground. But they don't have any pride, do they? Which is why the shop can be so flagrantly and ironically named the Pride of Scotland. The Jimmy hat is the thing that Scotland can be most proud of. That is true. What else have you done? Nothing. It's got... Oh, we invented the telephone! No, you didn't. In a Cenzini Manzetti invented it. He was Italian. He just patented it, so shut up. Oh, we, we invented the Television. No, Paul Gottlieb Nipkow did. He was German and a Russian guy helped him out. We invented the shaggies. Yes, we did. <laughs> that comes second to the Jimmy hat in your list of achievements. Uh, anyway, what's occurred to you this, uh, this festival? I, I, uh, yes, I saw the best thing I've ever seen in Edinburgh in my life. I saw a seagull eating a dog turd. <laughs> on Chambers Street. It was brilliant. It, swa- it swooped down. Tried to pick up the turd in its mouth and came away confused. <laughs> and there were little sort of uh, scissor snips in the turd. It obviously, obviously had a couple of goes. It was brilliant, honestly. I laughed for ages. And, and what that, uh, venue is that at? Uh, <laughs> the ballroom. <laughs> the assembly room. So it was, uh, yeah, that was the best thing. And then I saw a dog carrying a Mars bar. <laughs> Mars bar? Um, <laughs> how about you, Chris? <laughs> Uh, I just I got off stage about six hours ago from uh, my band's playing at Late and Live, and I'm very very tired. Oh, and, uh, I've know, been up writing this shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did the gig go? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, we we had about three people at the end. <laughs> right, cool. And, but we were contractually obliged to play till five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> in, in previous years, you know, it, it just peters out and you get to go home, you know. But this time they they wanted us to play through, even though there were three people there and they were wearing gilded balloon t-shirts because they were fucking staff. <laughs> 
They wanted to go home as well. It was a standoff. Where they thought they had to stay, and you thought you had to stay. They go, we wanted to go four hours ago. No one was in. Oh, late in life. Not what it used to be. And uh, Emma. Yes. You've just arrived in town. Got any stories yet? Yeah. Well, there's there's two things I want to discuss. Number one, I actually have a genuine request because I, I uh, I'm staying with Richard for. Uh, yesterday and tonight, but he's, he's kicking me out after this show. And um, I, I booked a hotel about two months ago because I knew I was going to be staying up. And at the time, I booked it on the internet and, uh, and it said, print off this sheet. And I thought, ah, it's all right. <laughs> anyway, I have no fucking clue where I'm staying tomorrow. I actually, <laughs> actually genuinely can't remember and can't find anything about it. So if you own a hotel in Edinburgh, can you just check? And see if you've got someone called Emma Kennedy staying tomorrow. Because if you have, can you please genuinely get in touch with me? Because I don't know where I'm staying. So that's Conversely, that. Emma, if anyone hasn't got anywhere to stay in Edinburgh tomorrow night, just go around all the hotels yeah. saying you're Emma Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Until one of them bites. The, the other thing is something uh, was drawn to my attention uh, last week. It is a registered condition, a registered medical condition. And apparently... It's really common, but I, I don't know anyone who... Well, I don't know if anyone will admit to it, but I'm going to ask you. Apparently, there is a condition whereby every time you do a shit, you get a really, really gushing nose. Like right aside, like that proper... Like your nose... Your nose streams... Actually streams every time you do a poo. So it's like you are allergic to your own poo. Is there anyone in this room prepared to admit to it? No you one fuckers. No it's it, supposed to be really common, really, but it hasn't got a name, so I'm going to call it Poonos. <laughs> Poonos. And is Lizzie Roper in the room? Yay! Yes. Now, we were discussing Poonos, weren't we, yesterday? And you came up with a brilliant thing which was that if you're in the human centipede, it would be, it would be a terrible, <laughs> terrible condition to have poo nose. It would be self-lubricating. It would be self-lubricating, yeah. But we were, also, we were having a chat, weren't we, anyway, about the, about, uh, about the human centipede? Because this week I was sent the wrong film by Love Film. They, they, sent, they sent me a film I hadn't ordered. And, and Lizzie said, oh, God, imagine if that happened with the human centipede and the hungry caterpillar. <laughs> imagine that, Lizzie Roper. But we were also imagining, like, can you imagine being the actresses who are in that? I don't know how many of you are performers in, in, in the audience, but, like, when you're filming, when you're standing around filming, you just stand around, like, chatting, don't you, Lizzie? All the day, like, you know, before takes, you're going, oh, you know, what did you do last night? Blah, 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 blah. And then the first AD shouts, first positions! <laughs> I'm not I sure everyone knows what the human centipede is, but I'm not, I, it's too disgusting it's, for it, me it's to explain. It's a film in which very attractive women have their mouths stitched to each other's anuses. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> We That's obvious. That. It's obvious. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Emma, for raising the tone. <laughs> As it occurs to me, see you, Jimmy. <laughs> that is, of course, the heckle that Jimmy Carr has to deal with every night from the entire audience every time he steps on stage in Scotland. Then he just hides, and then they go, oh, we can't see you, Jimmy! And then he comes out again, and they go, see you, Jimmy! That's, uh, just, that's how he keeps the Scottish people entertained. 
Let's take a look at a couple of things that have occurred to me this festival. First week. Uh, Naomi Campbell admits that some men in Africa gave her what she described as their dirty stones. <laughs> if I had a chance to give my stones to Naomi Campbell, I would make sure they were gleaming clean and sparkling, and I'd polish up my anus as well. You, you never know your luck, do you, fellas? Yeah, maybe many a slip betwixt cup and a lip. Second week. Tony Blair's offers to give £4.6 million for his new book to the Royal British Legion to help soldiers injured in Iraq and Afghanistan. Personally, I think Tony Blair's should have to pay for all the soldiers he broke, not just a few of them. Uh, and then all the civilians and buildings and possessions. He should be working every second of the day until it's paid off. He can get a paper round if necessary. You can wipe a lot of blood off your hands with £4.6 million, Tony, but I'm afraid there's still a lot of blood left on those hands. It's going to take a bit more than that. As it occurs to me, thank you to the scotch For the eggs and the tape and your useless royal banky And for the sexual exploits of wee Jimmy Cranky Uh, hello, it's me, the landlord of the flat Richard's renting in Edinburgh this morning. And I'm his landlady wife. And we'd just like to say thank you very much for the £5,000 you and your English comedian friends have given us to stay. Uh, sorry that the boiler doesn't work. And that the freezer doesn't freeze stuff. But, you know, as long as you like things at room temperature, you'll be fine. And uh, sorry that the dishwasher doesn't work. And the clothes dryer is stuck in the ceiling and the kitchen lights are broken. And the shutters in your room won't shut and the bed is broken. And there's a moose loose about the hoose. <laughs> but, you know, what do you expect for £5,000 a month? We'd come round and fix it up for you, but we're off on holiday in India for a month. Five-star hotel, yeah. With hot water, functioning appliances, no vermin. <laughs> Don't know how we can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking stupid English bastards. Yes, uh, thanks there for Edinburgh. I'm just getting some stuff off my chest, to be honest. <laughs> For your generous rents. All those things are true. Um, this year I'm staying in a flat with the comedians, uh, one Justin Morehouse. Uh, hello, I'm Justin Morehouse. Uh, no, come on. I genuinely came to Edinburgh with 28 brand new pairs of underpants, vacuum packed in my suitcase. Uh, despite being from the north, I, I put on a different pair of pants every single day. You know, by the end of the fringe, I can't get my trousers on. No. <laughs> this thing on. So, Tom Rigglesworth. Uh, hello, uh, I belong to an obscure religious sect which believes it is blasphemy to God to ever do any fucking washing up. <laughs> I, I believe Tom might once have gone out with Alicia Dixon, that's a rumour I've heard, but, uh, and, uh... <laughs> And, of course, also, we must welcome the broadcaster, a non-comedian and rememberer of things... <laughs> that happened in 1983, tiny man Andrew Collins, who's actually gone to the trouble of getting a court order to stop me portraying him as a character in this show. And um, his lawyers watching, lurking mysteriously in the shadows, ready to pull the plug if we cross the line, like some kind of humorless Eamon Holmes crossed with Mohammed from off of Islam. He feels the joke. <laughs> 
he feels the joke has gone too far, but he needn't worry because, of course, the character Tiny Andrew Collins is dead. Uh, so we won't be able to let you know because we can't portray him. We can't let you know what a monster the real Collins has turned into. This fringe. He's walking around because he's doing a comedy show like he's Lenny Bruce. He's done one stand-up show. He's done one gig in a fucking walkabout somewhere. His show is rubbish. <laughs> Secret dancing, it's called. I hate him. Uh, when I was struggling to write this a couple of days, he was all like, Oh, Rich, I'm a stand-up comedian now. I've got a three-star review in Fest. Do you, do you want me to write some of the show for you? And I was like, No, Andrew, the show is as it occurs to me, not as it occurs to the film editor of the Radio Times. <laughs> and he was all like, I'm just trying to help. Aside, I'm not trying to help. I'm trying to usurp you in your chosen profession. Uh, so the, uh, the shadowy lawyer is actually uh, making signals there for me to stop. I've, I've apparently gone too far. I apologise for what I've said. I hope Mr Collins will not take that any further. This uh, is my 19th fringe. This is the 19th year I've been up here, which means I've lived in this city for well over a year and a half of my life. So if I see any small children in the street, I stop their mother and I say, oh, look at your son, how old is he? Oh, wait, Jimmy's 18 months old, the new. 18 months are you, Jimmy? And he was born here in Edinburgh. OK, Edinburgh for the pleasures of Jimmy. So you've lived your whole life here in Edinburgh, Jimmy. You think you're Scotch, don't you? Hey, hey, I'm Scotch. Well, I've lived in Edinburgh for 19 months. Yes, that's right, 19 months. Which means we, Jimmy, I am more Scotch than you. You think you're all Scotch, don't you, with your tartan hat and your ginger hair and your baby bottle full of iron brew? It's better for your man than dog milk. Well... <laughs> you, Jimmy, cos I'm more Scotch than you. One month more Scotch than you. I'm English and I'm more Scotch than you are. So how Scotch does that make you? Less Scotch than an Englishman. That's how much. Mummy! <laughs> oh, no. My baby's less Scotch than an Englishman. You've disgraced our family, Jimmy. I'm going to have to leave you on a hillside to be turned into a shaggis. Oh, no, Mummy, no! It's for your own good to do. Death is better than being less Scotch than Englishman. They can take our stone of school, but you cannot take our freedom. Freedom! That's what really happened. And uh, that's right, I am verbatim. That was a verbatim theatre. I am... I'm responsible for the deaths of all Scottish toddlers. I am the Edinburgh King Herod. Ah, ah, yes, hello. Ah, it's me. Uh, popular character. King Herod? Did, did someone want me? No, no one did. No one. I think you'll notice from the action, no one ever liked you as an historical figure. Right, yes. Or a comedy character. Oh. Even the people who just want this to be us doing exactly the same characters and catchphrases every week never ask for you to come back. <laughs> right. Uh, no, well, no, no, sign my, my apologies and good luck to England against Slovenia. <laughs> as it occurs to me. I was listening to AI Atoma And my girlfriend walked in She was about to hug me When you went into a flurry, furious flurry Of swearing And she called me childish She said I was Immature said we don't have enough in common anymore And then she broke up with me I hope you're proud of yourself That, of course, thank you. Christian, that is, um... 
That's a one-star iTunes review from a man called Heavy Rock Legend. Um, <laughs> sure about that. And uh, I am proud of myself for what I've done. I've rescued you there, Heavy, from a relationship that's bound to fail with a woman who clearly has a terrible sense of humour. Or possibly, it might be you that has the terrible sense of humour. Either way, the relationship was doomed because you were so different. And any true fan of this show would choose AI Ottoma yeah. above a woman any day. Which is why our audience is composed exclusively of single men. <laughs> Though, I mean, it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation now. It's questionable whether it was a conscious choice for them to be single. But now they are, they might as well come here. E either way, if we all just have a drink and turn off the lights, we can wank each other off. <laughs> And no one will really know the difference. Come on, come on. Wouldn't you like to? You're only here, aren't you? You'd like to feel the caress of another human being just once before you die. Put the lights off. Let's make sweet hand love. For the next minute, you can do anything you want. As it occurs to me. Yeah, we're helping. Helping the lonely, disgusted man get some kind of sexual release. In the hope that it will prevent them from killing again too soon. There you go. I hope that was long enough for you, fellas. I hope you brought your own semicircular toilet mats with you. To the it's been a weird Edinburgh for me. It's been quite a spo few spooky occurrences this time. Uh, the first time I went to my gym for a swim, I was convinced someone was swimming behind me. But when I looked round, no one was there. There were only two options. A, it was a ghost, or B, my own hair had got into my peripheral vision and I'd become confused. <laughs> but that's not very likely, is it? It was a ghost, definitely. And then in the change room, I was weighing myself and I'm absolutely sure that someone passed behind me into the section of lockers there. But when I turned, the section of lockers was empty. There were only two explanations. It was A, a ghost, or B, the man had entered one of the lockers, stepped inside, found a secret passage, and was now King of Narnia. <laughs> I mean, that's just a made-up story, so that couldn't have happened. So it must have been a ghost. If only I could have turned around a second earlier, I could have caught the ghost sneaking around and had a, had a word with it. If I could turn back time, <laughs> thanks to AI Ottima, I, I can. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? Oh, 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 if I could turn back time. Right, I'll just step on these scales, see how much I weigh. There's the guy passing behind me as expected. I'm weighing myself, so obviously I won't look round at that. Or won't I? Aha! Caught you! Shit! Um, what? Uh, no, I'm just an ordinary man getting stuff out of my locker. Oh, are you? Which, yeah. one's, which one's your locker then? Uh, you got the key? It's, it's, is it it's this one? You got, open it up with the key, you must oh, have. Oh, um, no. No, not that one. No, sorry, no, no, I'm in the wrong bit. Uh, my, my, my locker's over in the other section. Don't give me that! You don't have a locker because you're a ghost. A ghost? What? Crazy. I have to go now. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> I've caught you and I want my pot of gold. <laughs> that, that, I think that's leprechaun. Is it? No. Look over there! No, I'm not. I'm not falling oh. for that. If I look over there, you'll disappear because you're a ghost, aren't you? Admit it. Shit. Admit it. I'm giving you yes, a Chinese yes, word. Yes, I am. I can't yes. even hold on to your arm. It's invisible. So obviously you're a ghost. Yeah, I'm a ghost. Yeah, good. <laughs> no, I'm not scared of you. You're just a modern day man in swimming trunks. That's not scary. I'm not. I am from the year 2009. Look at, the, look at the trunks, they're slightly out of fashion. Mm. That's disappointing. I catch a joke, right? a ghost, right in the act of haunting me. He's only one year old. Well, I can't help that, can I? I only just died. All ghosts are a year old at some point, aren't they? Hey, was, was that you swimming behind me in the pool? Yeah, yeah. that was me, yeah, that was me. You, you thought I was I there, did. 
But by the time you look round, I was gone. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> it was fun. That's a nice. I was momentarily unsettled before assuming I just imagined you. Yep. Ha ha. Psych. As we said in, in 2009. Yeah. And, uh, if I hadn't turned around just now, what yep, would I was just I was just going to walk through that wall and disappear. Oh. But that would have freaked you out. It would a tiny bit. Tiny bit. Uh, yeah. And then I'd have been momentarily unsettled, and then I would have mm. just thought, just thought you imagined, thought you imagined it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a way. Isn't that the scariest kind of ghost in the world? Subtly undermining your confidence in your own sanity until, okay, in probably about 50 years or so, you go insane. Well, not really. I think the scariest kind of ghost would be all dressed up in old-fashioned clothes yeah. with no jaw and with maggots in its eyes. It screams in your face and then drags you down into the burning pit of hell and devours your soul. Right, there's, there's no need to be rude, OK? I'm doing, doing the best I can. Oh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Look, in 500 years' time, I'm sure a bloke in early 21st century swimming trunks, that'll be terrifying. Yeah, I mean, the design is slightly <laughs> different, isn't it? Yeah. know what they're looking at, but until then, the subtle undermining peripheral vision thing is quite, is quite mildly scary. Oh, you're just saying that, eh? No, I mean it. Oh, thanks. That's lovely. Well, it's been nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, too, yeah. yeah. Um, what do we do? What, what, what's the protocol now? Oh, well, right, OK, well, if you turn around, I'll just yeah. drift through that wall. Right, and, sure. Oh, and if you yeah. see my uh, supervisor, yeah. could, you, could you not mention we talked? Just say you were subtly undermined. Sure, yeah. Right, well... No, uh, no oh, hold on, uh, right, because you, you, you know so much, the secrets of the afterlife, where there's a God, what yeah. happens when we die, what is the true religion? Yeah. Do you have a message for us from the other world, from the other side? Yes, yes, I do. What? Can you tell the world that... My name began with a, with a T? No, no, wait, no, a C. An F, an F, that's right, an F. And then tell them I, I died wearing some swimming trunks? Does that mean anything to you? Is that it? That's all you've got? Look, and make it transsexual. Where? Oh. Yeah. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? Talk to a ghost and yet fail to discover what the true religion is. If I could turn back time. Good. Uh, now it's time to go down into the audience to find out what has occurred to them at this fringe. Has anyone got any uh, interesting? Straight up, a lady in the front row, straight in. I discovered this week that the school of Scotland are fucking cunts. The, the what's of the what's of Scotland? The school of Scotland. The, the skirt. The skirt. The witch. Oh, Disclosure Scotlanders. I think that might be uh, libelous. It's a good job I didn't it. Why, can you tell us why? We might just snip it out. Why are they, why are they cunts? Disclosure Scotland, what do they do? Because um, they lost my disclosure and that's the one thing I need to get into university. Okay, I don't know what a disclosure is. I'm so old. We had an Ucca. Do you not have an Ucca, Ucca form? That's what. Do you not have a CV? They, they, so the Disclosure Scotland, it sounds like a kind of secretive, kind of paedophile-based threat. <laughs> <laughs> Cunts, they, I, I signed up with them and they wouldn't abuse me until I turned 16. <laughs> I'm not far off. So, Disclosure Scotland, you've been zinged on there. As a curse to me podcast. You're losing a form. <laughs> so, look after the forms in future. They're important to people. Uh, remember the thing I said about mentally ill people? I'll come back to you later. In the, uh, hello, madam. Yes, what's, what's happening? Wow, over two people at the underbelly bar, or Arderbelly. Arderbelly. Arderbelly uh, discussing crack addiction. We're in uh, Edinburgh now, that is. I don't know if you've seen uh, 
Then it's in train spotting. It's, uh, it's quite. I tell you, if you ever do it, if you're down, if you're just between the bit between the roundabout where all the uh, where the Virgin Gym is and up to Princess Street, and you go up there, there's a little road. You can run down there and pretend you're being run over by a car like you're in. That's what I do every time. I'm like, oh, no, oh. Keep running. It's mainly visual thing. Uh, so there's people on crack here. It's bad for you, apparently crack. So don't take drugs. Uh, is that the end of the story? Just ca the casual nature of it. They might have been. They might have been Irish people. <laughs> How's it going with the crack? Oh, it's good. You know, it's it's all right. I gave up having fun last Christmas for a while, and now I'm right back on the crack. Or just people who like having sex with ladies and have a disrespectful attitude towards the <laughs> the beautiful vagina area. <laughs> As I always call it, that's I say, oh, I love your beautiful vagina area. <laughs> I would never call it a crack, that is. I love the back of your bottom. I, that is nice as well. <laughs> um, using up time, it's good. Anyone else got, um, yes, sir? Um, I work in a shop. You work in a shop? What kind, is it a motorcycle clothing shop, sir? <laughs> yes. Um, a celebrity came in. A celebrity. And bought stuff. And bought stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're not get, we're not taking these back. We've got our Jimmy hats on, and there are labels on. This man works in the shop. I think he might be lying for a clever. He was lying for a clever joke. Uh, because there was ladies who said there were East European ladies who work in the Pride of Scotland. Because ironically, all Scottish people are too proud to work in. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably don't understand the cultural significance of what they're saying. They're, oh, this is nice. Yeah, this is. Uh, this must be the, a nice hat that Scottish people wear. I don't see many of them around, do you? The actual the Scottish people wearing these hats. Uh, anyone else got? Uh, we'll just go a couple more. Hello, nicely in the front again. Um, I think the kids have obviously got thicker recently um, because I bought Kinder Egg and there's only three parts to it and there's no stickers. Wow, there's people are having um, people are having a pretty exciting Edinburgh Fringe. I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting tales of at least steal the fucking Kinder Egg like I used to. Um, there's a, she bought, if you didn't hear that, she bought a Kinder Egg and there's only three parts that you have to put together. Crazy Crocos were just one part though, weren't they? So, I mean, in a way, maybe the kids have got cleverer <laughs> than your time. <laughs> People, your kids were too stupid, they started eating the Crazy Crocos and they got stuck. So they had to break them into three bits. So, um, fantastic, good. Uh, we'll go for one more if anyone's got something. Uh, no, nothing, who's had sort of sex and violence? There's someone there, hello. There's a... Someone in a great... Hello. Hello there, gentleman, I believe. Well, I was on the train over to Edinburgh. You're on the train to Edinburgh? From where did you come from? I came from Rugby and Rugby. discovered that the two nearest cities to my hometown are the most shit cities in the entire wow. UK. Wow, people really are angry about <laughs> minor things. You discovered the two cities nearest to your hometown are the shittest cities. Did you not realise that before? It's like, this is the first time you've left Rugby. <laughs> to come up to Asikas. And what are those two cities, sir? Coventry. Coventry, yeah, I agreed. And Northampton. Northampton, Ooh. Is it the first time you've left rugby without supervision? <laughs> <laughs> Coventry and Northampton, rubbish. They don't even have a sport named after them, do they? How shit are they? <laughs> There's a cheese named after my town. Beat that. <laughs> Uh, you can't, no, exactly, that's why. You can't just come back with, I can't. That is a useless effort. That is admitting defeat. You have to try and top me. Uh, I'll go for one more, what the fuck. Anyone else got anything? If you haven't, we'll just move. 
You can beat that. I come from Northampton and rugby shit. There's a tart named after my town. There's a tart named after your town. Do you come from Bakewell? Yeah. Wow, I'm pretty fucking good. <laughs> Name anything that your town is named after. And I'll tell you, let's do that for a little bit. Name a thing that your town's named after. You can make it harder because a cheese would be difficult, but I reckon I can still do it. Where? Caffili. <laughs> you made it easy by doing that the wrong way around. <laughs> There's a cheese named after your town, sir. If you name the thing, I'll name the town. Yes, sir. There's an organ donation service named after my town. <laughs> an organ donation service. Is it uh, Aberdeen? Is it Edinburgh? Glasgow? Liverpool? Yeah. Oh, Liverpool. Oh, I was going to say kidney. Uh, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. I can top you all. You can top me all yeah. because I'm a mass murderer. I, mean, I, have... <laughs> I come from Helsinki. Helsinki? No. There you go. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's, where, it's where the devil washes his hands. <laughs> It's simple puns. We'll move for what time is it? We better move on, just in case uh, we run out of time. As it, as it occurs to me, thank you to the Scotch for your history so gory and for creating the name Rory and for making Balamory. What's the story of Balamory? They go dogging at weekends. Oh, I love 
Buffer there. Could have gone on for ten minutes of that if we needed to. So, uh, oh dear, they died. What a pity. Never mind. Uh, loads of things have gone wrong for me this week. I lost the gadget that connects my laptop onto my projector for Christ on the bike. I lost my bank card, which kindly someone returned. Uh, when Andrew Collins and me did the Collins and Herring podcast one, two, three, something went wrong with Andrew's laptop. The whole thing was lost. Uh, at this point in the writing process, of as it occurs to me, I only had ten minutes left to finish the whole script before the cast arrived to do the read through. So I couldn't rewrite any of the sketches about the stuff that I needed to talk about to make the end make sense, uh, which is a shame. Because I had some good ideas about, I had a towel in my, uh, in my flat that I put on a radiator and then someone stole my dirty towel. There was a mystery about who that would be and that was quite good. Uh, there was, I was going to do a sketch, but it was Andre Vincent in the end. It was a, a surprise. I thought it was going to be Andrew Collins, but it wasn't. Uh, and then uh, I came up with a good idea about a weeing device that could make, because uh, they have those things for women, I can't do this sketch, there wasn't time to write it, where they have that she-urinal she thing where women can wee like they're men, but I thought we could invent a urinal device that could make men pee like they're four-year-old boys again, because I missed that. When you were a four-year-old, you could pee right up the wall, couldn't you? My, oh my, how high we weed when we were four. Sometimes right over the top of urinal. I think I'd like to take that into Dragon's Den and do it on uh, Deborah Meaden. <laughs> she'd be Jeb Deborah Weed on. That was the joke I thought. I'd thought about that joke. I would have written a sketch if I'd had time. Uh, and uh, last, the night I was meant to be writing this the night before, I got locked out of my flat because I thought there was a mouse in the house that was running around, but it seemed to be like a spectral mouse. It wasn't like a, it didn't seem real. I, mean, I, I thought, how scared would that be if a woman was scared of a ma mice and ghosts? She'd need like two chairs. She'd need to jump on a chair. And then she needed a higher chair there to, dance, to jump and dance around and jump up onto. Uh, and while I was locked out, I was getting trolled by a bloke who was calling me a cunt on, on Twitter for some reason. And I, rather, usually I just block those people because it happens every now and again. I don't know why. I'm, not, I'm quite nice. As I've demonstrated, I'm going to be made a free man of the city of Edinburgh. Uh, you're fucking Duke's fucking Greek, so, uh, and racist. So, uh, but uh, uh, this guy was having, I decided I would try and out troll the troll and I would try and just keep 
replying to him until he got bored. Uh, and that took me about three hours when I should have been writing the script. Uh, and uh, in the end, he won. But he said to me, uh, he said, I've done turds that are funnier than you. That's what, he's, that's what he said. And I said, but, you know, turds are the funniest thing in the world. That is, that is no good. That is not a good insult. Cause that, and then he said, you are less successful and famous than a turd. And I said, and I said, well, everyone knows what a turd is. Everyone, so everyone isn't known by everyone. Your insults are rubbish. So I was quite pleased with that, but he didn't. I tried to make him pretend I was going to let him write for the show and I hope he'd be nice to me, but he didn't. I tried to trick him. Uh, but never, never, just block him. Don't worry about that. So anyway, uh, anyway, those are the things that would have been in the show if I'd had time to write it. That's never happened before. I've always managed to do it before. Uh, there won't be time for any of that, so over to Christian Riley for one of his topical songs, which will hopefully give me three or four minutes to write the denouement. <laughs> Christian Riley, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, Rich. Uh, I actually tried to help you last night. I saw you out on the street about 10 o'clock and I shouted out of a taxi window, Oi, Rich, tell us a joke. <laughs> it was a callback to, to the thing. The... <laughs> I was hoping you'd write a sketch of it and you... Yeah, you haven't. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, okay. Over, over to me. Right, okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, this was about... Uh, I wanted to write a song for all the sexy Scottish ladies. It's very hard to be sexy in this climate, so... <laughs> this one goes out to... The ladies. I know a place where the girls are really wetter. Snow, sleet, and rain. They love the crazy summer weather. Oh, sipping hot soup underneath a bus shelter. With me, there's a break in the gloom. We run into a tenement building. You can travel the world, but nothing comes close to tea and toast with an Edinburgh girl. Climbing ten flights of stairs just to peel her out aware of Caledonian girls. They're really practical. Lots of layers, cagoules on top. It's because the weather's really bad. Their water lot, vest coats, Wellingtons. Now put your brollies up. Aqueous, irrigated, I love you cause you're saturated You're moist, damp, sexy hoe, I wanna rub you down before you catch a cold Out of, out of Hebrides, your chunky sweater's got me on my knees Grit the green to Aberdeen, come on baby, let's do a highland fling Blow my pipes, fill my sparring, toss my cable till I spill my porridge Caledonian girls, they're undryable Five French kissing with water lug Best coats, Wellingtons, now put your brollies up Christian Ryan, ladies and gentlemen, he was up till six o'clock in the morning. And for you at home, it's now ten to three uh, here in Scotland. I don't know what the time is where you are. <laughs> That'd be amazing if I did. It's uh, 
seven minutes past five. Have a look at your watch. Whoa! <laughs> so, uh, anyway, for one last time, let's get another Scotch celebrity to give us to, to give our thanks to for the Scotch. As it occurs to me, thank you to the Scotch. What a lovely hodgepodge playing hopscotch off their tits on scotch sniffing at your crotch Uh, hello, it's uh, uh, me, Gordon Byrne Uh, sorry, he's getting how much for his memoirs? Oh, that, he only gave me fifteen ninety-nine for mine but, uh, Sue said it was a good deal Oh, uh, she always fucked everything up with me Anyway, it's uh, a delight Oh, for me to be taking part in this a celebration of Scotch lad. Sorry, sorry, what in the name of Sean Lloyd's weather-beaten fanny do you think you're doing? Well, I'm, uh, I'm doing a tribute to Scotland here, you know. You? Why they got you to do it? They should have got me, Lembit Opie, to do it. <laughs> but uh, you're not Scotch, are you? But you're, you're Estonian. Oh, well, I don't really think that's the point, is it? I'm not a stand-up comedian. That didn't stop me doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I may not be born in Scotland or have any connection to the country at all, but how can you think of doing a tribute to Scotland when I, Lembit Opic, am here? You do the failing to win an election. Well, at least I won my seat. Sure, no. <laughs> don't, in, don't interrupt. Well, I wasn't really interrupting. No. <laughs> Do the being Scotch. Right. <clears throat> Any Scotch people in the audience? How oh, fucking day. <laughs> How can you claim to be Scotch when I, Lembit Open, am standing right in front of you? You do the failing to laugh at this hastily written script, and I'll do being the Scottish. Now I am leaving on my segue. <laughs> Unless there's some sort of surprise ending, that's pretty much the end of the show. So uh, thanks for coming along or listening at home. Uh, there are three more AI Ottomers. AI Well, strictly speaking, that was AI Ottomers, not AI Ottomers. <laughs> and then you missed the AI Ottomers. <laughs> Rubbish. Uh, they're planned for 2010. They're all back in London, thank goodness, where it's, things are civilised. The. Uh, <laughs> And it's near my house. Uh, 11th of October at the Bloomsbury Theatre, the 17th, 17th of October at the Leicester Square Theatre, and the 1st of November back at the Bloomsbury. It'd be great if you could come to see them, and www.gofasterstripe.com will shortly be releasing a disc with all the stand-up bits, the hidden stand-up bits from the second series of A. Ottoman, plus some video stuff too. Good. I, I, I missed that one. Uh, and uh, you can catch Christ on a Bike at the Assembly Rooms at 9.45 until the end of August and see uh, Dan Tetzel sort of walking his daughter around in a pram out in the streets. It will be and Christ on the Bike will be on a massive tour of the UK from December, so come to it, it is quite good. Uh, personally, I'm just glad we could do this whole show just for once. It worked, didn't it, without the overwhelming presence of tiny fucking Andrew. Oh, look, it's tiny Andrew Collins doing a slow hand clap. Oh, I thought he was dead. Thank God he's not. He's the only good thing in the show. All right, shut up, you people in the crowd, so... <laughs> Yes, Richard, well done for achieving that incredible achievement of not having me in the show. <laughs> Aside, you didn't achieve it. <laughs> because look, here I am in the show after all, luckily for you, because it's been shit without me. 
aside, it really has been <laughs> shit without Tiny me. Andrew Collings, but how? You're dead. Ah, oh, they thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was dead, but he came back. They thought Gandalf was dead, but he came back. They thought Jesus was dead. I'm not saying I'm Jesus. <laughs> aside, <laughs> I am saying that. I, I, am, I am Jesus. It's, it's me who's been messing up your fringe. The ghost in the swimming pool, that was me. The yeah. ghost in the machine that screwed up your podcast, me also. The moose in your hoose, that was me. The, the troll on the internet telling you you were a cunt. The, uh, the missing towel, the misplaced projector connector. The uh, terrible Christ on a bike review I got in the list. No, no. No. No, that was real and, well, you know, well deserved. <laughs> you killed me, Richard Herring, and now I will haunt you until you die. No, that's not what I don't care about that. You can't be in the show anymore because the real Andrew Collins won't let you be in oh, it. Oh, I see. Oh, it's not... <laughs> Fuck the real Andrew Collins! He is a fucking idiot! Wow, look, the real Andrew Collins, it's actually him from My Love 1983. <laughs> Be quiet, you people in the audience. <laughs> oh, what a lovely surprise to see you. <laughs> Aside, <laughs> what a horrible surprise to see you. I can still hear you when you say aside. Aside, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I think you'll find that by allowing another appearance from Tiny Andrew Collins, you have transgressed the court order. You'll have to stop the podcast. I think you'll find you can fuck off. <laughs> May I present my lawyer? Mr Collins is right. TV's Emma Kennedy, you're Andrew Collins's lawyer. <laughs> yes, before I became a TV star, a best-selling author and the woman off the utterly butterly advert. <laughs> I was a lawyer, Richard, and Andrew has you over a barrel. Mm, how ironic, in my imagination... <laughs> It was always the other way round. <laughs> how, Emma, how could you betray A.I. Ottoman, A.I. Ottoman, and work for our enemy, Andrew Collins, you Judas? Yeah, I've come all the way up to, Rip to Edinburgh for this show, Richard. And what have I ended up doing? A load of stupid Scotch characters and an anecdote about some women with their mouths stitched to other people's anuses you, you came and up an with inexplicable that. condition about rhinocytis where the people are shitting. No, I didn't write that. Well, anyway, you're just the girl one, so it's not important. You've treated me with disdain, Herring. Disdain. And I will be avenged. Anyway, Andrew is going to make me the main character in every sketch. Yes. Because I'm a feminist, and I believe the girl ones should be treated as if they were as funny as the men. <laughs> so Emma gets all the parts. Wait, oh, hang on, what about the other one, i.e. me? You? Yeah. <laughs> After the way you portrayed me, Tetzel, you get nothing. Oh. And I've been using your pass at the assembly and kissing your wife. <laughs> Although I might let you do King Herod, I love that character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Richard, you have broken the court order, and by the power invested in me as a lawyer and the woman from the utterly butterly adverts, <laughs> I now pronounce that this podcast now belongs lock, stock, and two smoking cloacas to the real Andrew Collins. Ha-ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I will be writing the podcast after all. My plans to be the new Lenny Bruce get one step closer to fruition. <laughs> And the spectre of Herring is banished. <laughs> Leave my podcast, Herring. No one likes you. You've let us all down. Do you like 
<laughs> As it occurs to the film editor of the radio Times. Hello. God, you're a midget. Welcome to another edition of As It Occurs to the Film Editor of the Radio Times. <laughs> or as all the cool subscribers to the Radio Times are calling it, I ought to better hurt. <laughs> well done. It's the internet stand-up sketch show about all the things that I, Andrew Collins, have been up to this week. <laughs> with me doing my stand-up and everything in it, which I've come up with myself and not just copied off Richard Herring. <laughs> anyway, this week I was passing a motorcycle clothing shop. <laughs> And even though I don't have any mot a motorbike and have no interest in buying the clothes, I wonder what would happen if I went in. Good afternoon. Hi. <laughs> nice motorcycle clothing shop you've got here. Thanks. Uh, looking for anything in particular? No, I don't have a motorbike or like motorcycling clothes. Um... Aren't you supposed to pretend you do? No, it's a rubbish idea, isn't it? Right. Instead, I'm going to remind you of something that happened in 1983. <laughs> do you remember when Stern magazine published the Hitler Diaries? Um, no, I wasn't born in 19... <laughs> of course, they turned out to be fakes. I remember when they published them, I thought they looked like fakes, and of course, I was proven to be right. Is this thing on? <laughs> Would you like to see me secret dancing? I brought my bag. <laughs> That's my funny idea about how I try to dance on the train, but imperceptibly, so no one knows what I'm doing. Um, will that work on, a, on an audio medium? Don't question me! <laughs> I got a three-star review in Fest. <laughs> I am the new Lenny Bruce. <laughs> Watch me, secret dancing. Yeah, um... <laughs> That's pretty much it. It is free. Yeah, to be honest, Andrew, um... This part you've written me isn't, isn't quite as good as I was hoping. Silence. You are the girl one. <laughs> Terrible. He's turned into a monster. Andrew Collins is destroying the professionalism of the podcast. I've built up over 18 shows. You know, I genuinely didn't think it could be worse than it was, but I, I will hold up my tiny hands. I was wrong. Yeah. I know you and I are enemies, tiny Andrew, but Andrew Collins is now an enemy to us both. And my enemy's enemy is my friend. What about your enemy's enemy's enemy? Well, he's my enemy. All right. What about your enemy's 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 enemy? We don't have time for this now. There's, there's only one way for you to stop Andrew wrecking my podcast. You must somehow enter him uh, and meld <laughs> your two personalities together. Of course, that will mean, of course, that you, tiny Andrew Collins, will be completely destroyed as an entity and unable to come back at any time, not even as a ghost or a mouse or a flashback in an episode where the cast gets stuck in a lift. You will never, ever appear on this show again and will be cast into the void where you belong. But at least people won't have to listen to Andrew Collins in Failing to Dance. I'll do it, Richard, for the greater good. It is a far, far better thing I do now than I've ever done. Aside, it isn't, I mean. I mean, it's not as good as that time when I said aside and then said the opposite of what I just said. I mean, I'm brilliant. Aside, it wasn't. If you think it was, you're a twat. Aside, if you think it wasn't, you're a twat. What's happening to me? 
Something is coming into my mouse hole. I like it more than I ever could have imagined. Something is melding with my mind. I must fight it. Oh, the force is strong in this one. Get out of me. I hate you, tiny Andrew Collins. I hate you, Andrew Collins. I, I love, love you, you, tiny Andrew Collins. I feel fine. I'm back to myself again. I've realised how stupid I was to want to be a stand-up comedian like Richard Herring. <laughs> I will never be as good as him and will return to my true vocation of impregnating six music DJs <laughs> so I can sit in for them in maternity leave. <laughs> I was wrong to get upset about the harmless characterisation of me that Richard had hilariously come up with. Richard Herring is my hero. Thank, thank goodness for that. Back to normal. Aside. <laughs> The opposite of all those things. <laughs> Aside. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming. See you in the next one. Bye. As the girls me was looking at the floor by Richard Herring, Dan Desmond, and me, Stevie Zemi Kennedy. Christian Riley did all the musical bits with special guests Andrew, Lenny Bruce Collins. It was produced by Ben Walker with actors Damien Caldwell, Kelly Enfield, Alice Russell, Katie Wilkins, Matt DeCarlo, Rob Sedgmere, and Neil Stabry. Alex Rose, everyone at the assembly room. Special thanks to Orange Mark and the British Comedy Guide. This is an Avalon Skype Collab Fund production! Yeah.